South Africa's beekeeping industry may still have room for newcomers, but this type of agricultural production is far more challenging than it may appear. Firstly, South African bees are more aggressive and pose a higher risk to those allergic to bees. It requires mentorship and taking advanced courses to understand hive management, rearing queen bees and understanding their habitat. But dedicated beekeepers do this almost daily in their quest for top quality honey to meet a growing consumer demand. One such apiarist or beekeeper is Inga Lauter, who joins us now to tell us more about her journey as a, a beekeeper and so she's also a member of the South African Beekeeping Registry. Inga, good morning. Thank you for making time for us this morning. Good morning. So let's start uh, in terms of what interested you in becoming an apiarist or a beekeeper. When did you start to set up your business? I started my business about 10 years ago. Uh, but as a, a person that has been involved in conservation my whole entire life uh, through my husband's work, uh, it's always been my interest. You know, bees are just uh, one of the many pollinators and we are absolutely dependent on them. Yeah. So what do you use your bees for? Is it just honey production or you do both honey production and crop pollination? Well, initially when I started, I started really just as a hobby. And then it was just honey production. But um, I've quickly learned that South Africa really isn't a very bee-friendly country. So in order to have a business as an apiarist, honey production alone is very, very difficult in South Africa. What makes it difficult? Why are we not bee-friendly? <laughs> Mainly our flora. Okay. Um, and I think that is why the bees that we uh, currently work in South Africa mainly um, farm with, uh, called the Apis melliferus cutilata, or the African honeybee, uh-huh. is such a migratory species. Um, they've evolved to move from uh, plant flowering areas to new areas all the time. All right. So talk to us then through your farm and your land setup, because we understand that each beehive needs to be a certain distance and location from the next. How, how do you set up? It's not so much that they have to be a certain distance from the next, uh, but they have to have enough forage to go around. So if you overpopulate a specific area, as with any livestock, um, they will find uh, that they don't have enough food. But other than cattle that are fenced in and can't get out, the bees will leave if they are uh, struggling enough to get food. And how do we make sure they don't leave then? Make sure there's enough forage, I guess, and do you have to keep changing that? You have to additionally feed them uh, either through artificial feeding, which we only do if we really have to, um, but especially by planting. And uh, we are really trying to get everybody to start pitching in. You know, each person can make a difference for the pollinators in your area. Okay, we need to take a short break. Continuing our chat with Inga Lotta, uh, a beekeeper and member of the South African Beekeeping Registry. This is, this is our agricultural feature here on Sound Awake. Asanda Beta on Sound Awake, Monday to Friday, 3 to 5 a.m. Leading the conversation with Inga Lauter now, beekeeper and member of the South African Beekeeping Registry here on SFM, in our planting the seed uh, feature. So, Inga, tell us how many hives do you have? And then uh, we know within which each hive there's a brood frames. Uh, talk to us through that. How many hives? Um, I've expanded my business since my husband's death uh, to about 800 uh, beehives. Um, but, you know, that sounds a lot. Yeah. 
pretty much need close on 600 to just break even. Um, and even now, it is a great struggle because of uh, issues that we consider um, in our normal day-to-day uh, beekeeping. And that is especially, like I, uh, I explained to you, that our bees really struggle to get enough food and often migrate away. But also through vandalism and theft, which is absolutely rife in the country. And, and brood frames within each hive? Well, the structure of the hive is you've got a queen uh, that is the mother of basically all the bees in the hive. And she constantly lays eggs to replace those that are perishing. And obviously, if there's a lot of food coming in, then she needs to make more workers. So there's a fluctuating number of bees in the hive. Um, you've got brood frames where generally the queen lays her eggs and the young are reared. And then uh, above it, uh, they normally produce the honey. And uh, we've used that structure of the hive and made it user-friendly for the beekeeper by having a brood box where the queen generally resides with her nurse bees and her babies. And above that, uh, the storeroom, which we call the super, uh, from which we harvest the honey. And how much honey do you produce? Uh, and, and maybe take us through the agro process of that to where it gets to the bottled product. I don't know if we'll measure it in litres or, or tonnes or kgs. Yeah, honey is generally measured in kilograms because the density of it will depend on how much it weighs uh, mm-hmm. you know, per litre. Um, so, yeah. How much is, uh, we, we say basically it's a piece of string. Uh, the South African average has dropped from about 15 kilograms of honey per hive per year to about 8.5 kilograms in the last few years due to the drought. So uh, we're hoping that with the good rain that we've had this year that our honey production is significantly going to increase. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's a, it's a long process and it's not a given. Um, and in most big uh, beekeepers or commercial apiarists, uh, we do pollination more than honey production to uh, balance our books. Uh, just because honey production is such a variable um, product, we just don't know. There's so many things that impact mm-hmm. um, how much honey you can make. So I guess some prefer it pure and others will, you know, need it to be processed. That's what you mean? No, no, that's not at all what I mean. Uh, what I mean is uh, whether you're going to get 8 kilograms of honey for the hive for the year or 40 kilograms depends on so many things, including rain, uh, the forage that the bees are on, the availability of um, secure stands, obviously, uh, whether you are vandalized, and that is really a huge, huge problem. Um, so the amount of honey that you can produce within your uh, apiary system is so variable that it's not something that you can uh, bargain on. It's not like you're putting down a ton of seeds and you get X mm-hmm. amount of tons of harvest after that. Uh, it is absolutely fluctuating from season to season and area to area. All right. So then June, July, we're about to get into the season for preparation time for beehives. Uh, what do you do to prepare for this period? Well, firstly, because we are mainly uh, pollination beekeepers, we are trying to increase our stock to meet the demand for that. So we are building up our hive numbers, uh, catching from nature. Um, if we don't have enough, uh, we do splitting so that you can um, have your, all your hives full. Uh, 
uh, from the bees that have obviously absconded or perished in the last year. Um, so that is a, a building up se- season. Um, there are some areas in South Africa where we can make honey depending on what forage it is. Um, like in the Aristavinta area, you can make honey from uh, your aloes, which is very pro- uh, prevalent there. Uh, but also beekeepers build up the, uh, their hives there for the upcoming spring. Uh, in the low south, we have um, your plantations, eucalyptus plantations that still bl- uh, bloom until about the middle of July. So here we use those uh, plantations to build up our colonies. All right, and then pollination will be in the period uh, between July, uh, typically, uh, until October. So what happens typically uh, during this season? Um, It is very variable. Uh, Most of the pollination is in spring, as you say, but uh, it depends on where you are and what plant is being planted. If it is uh, bee-friendly and it needs bees for pollination, you know, you can think of, for instance, sunflowers, which flower in uh, February through to May. That is the pollination season for that. Uh, kidney beans that flower from January through to March. That is the pollination season for that. So it is very variable. It really depends on what is actually growing and what is the bees are needed to pollinate. Mm. Blueberries, for instance, that can be throughout the year, depending on the area that it is being grown. But I'd like to speak to you about honey, if I can. Yes. Um, we have got the World Bee Day coming up on the 20th of uh, May. My goodness, there's a day for everything, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a day for everything, and we've got a World Bee Day. And you know what? Um, virtually all of us are dependent on bees, whether we know it or not. And uh, one of the big problems that we in South Africa has, and that is bigger than just for beekeepers, and that is adulterated honey. Uh, do you know about that? Um, well, adulterated honey essentially just means something that wasn't made by the bees. Okay. Uh, and because honey is such a uh, luxury item at the moment, uh, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, it is one of the most adulterated foodstuffs in the world, and uh, we are struggling with it uh, in increasing numbers in South Africa. And South African bee industry organization, Sobias, has uh, organized a virtual event uh, on World Bee Day, which is the 20th of uh, May. May, okay. And um, it is presented through Food Focus. So if you go to Food Focus's uh, website and look at honey fraud, you can uh, register for this virtual symposium and you will know all about uh, what it is about, um, how it affects you, how to look out for it and um, what you can do to actually prevent buying the not real thing. Because a lot of honey looks like honey. Mm. Um, Might the bottle might say it is honey, but it isn't actually honey. Or it might be just such a minuscule amount of honey in there um, that it can't even have any health benefits. No, oh, most okay. people use honey for health benefits. Yeah. And don't use the real thing. I mean, what is going to benefit you? Absolutely. It have the same benefits as honey does. 
So you see, we need to till. Uh, I mean, continue talking, Inga, because there's so much to to still cover. So you'll join us again on Thursday, and thank you so much for allowing us to talk to you again on that. Because I mean, we still need to. We haven't even touched on beekeeping gear, and just also talking <laughs> more about you know the adulterated honey and yeah. biodiversity measures and all of that. So the website you're saying is Food Focus. Is it .co.za? Um, yes, it is uh, honeyfruit.foodfocus.co.za. Okay, do you have social media handles that we can follow, our listeners can follow? Um, I do. My company is called The Bigger Picture with a double E and one G. The Bigger Picture. 